Hello, and welcome to episode 248 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of Strange Adventures 12 and Human Target 1. Your creative team on Strange Adventures is writer Tom King, Mitch Jarrett's and Evan Doc Shaner on art, and Clayton Klaus on letters. Your creative team on Human Target 1 is writer Tom King, art by Greg Smallwood, and again, the letters are by Clayton Klaus. This is your spoiler alert for Strange Adventures 1 through 12 and Human Target 1. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. So, um, Noah, as we normally do on these sort of these review shows, let's uh, let's start off with initial thoughts and then we're going to take a deeper dive into each issues, uh, each issue, um, starting with uh, issue 12 of Strange Adventures. But what are your overall thoughts before we get into these? Um, I feel like Strange Adventures 12 is a good ending, albeit a little bit rushed. Uh, I I wish that maybe it had taken more time to resolve itself as the rest of the series had it just sort of felt like it was sprinting towards the finish line at the end then sort of giving the time to breathe that the others the rest of the story had and then i, I think the issue one of of uh you know human target to no surprise is a really great start um mm-hmm. i think tom king is better at beginning stories than he is at ending them so i am genuinely like you know like genuinely excited about what's going to happen next in human target so excited to break them both down what are your thoughts on both yeah i can see what you're saying um you know we'll we'll get into this um and i don't know if this is just sort of uh like excitement building uh first issue sort of excitement but like the the Mm -hmm. human target one is something i'm still sort of breaking down um in my mind i don't know if that's because i'm like hey what are the what are the you know possibilities here who who can we trust who can we can't trust where when i finished um strange adventures 12 it was like all right that's the that's the end cap this is this is where everybody is and you know i guess i could think about like what the replications replications are for for people um you know in the story but um i agree with you um for for the most part um i I think strange adventures 12 while rushed was an interesting ending because i don't think um because we did predictions and i don't think any of us felt like the and again we gave the spoilers but i don't think any of us felt like the the daughter was alive did we i i think we did think that the daughter was alive but i think we were both kind of on the fence as to whether or not adam strange was alive mm-hmm. i think that was what it was um maybe you believe that i can't remember but i think i think i think in our in our in our predictions i said adam strange is dead and you said he's alive i think oh. the last time around okay yeah so so let's talk about 12 um you know obviously we had sort of the uh the moment in 11 where we we have the uh the fight between alana and 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 adam uh gunshot um and a reveal of of adam laying bloody um at the hands of of elena and is is that do you remember is that how 11 ends? so we sort of go into 12 not knowing if he is going to survive do do i remember that correctly yeah that's correct that's correct. Okay. So, um, so in 12, um, uh, we, we do find out that he has not made it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's terrific. And it's Alana going to sort of clean up, uh, what has happened because of this deal that's been made, um, with all of these warring parties. What were your thoughts about, uh, 
how we concluded that because I know you said that you felt like it was it was a bit rushed. So so what are your thoughts on how we we get to this story point here? It's uh, yeah, like this is sort of where the rush begins. Like we don't really get to see the reaction to Adam Strange's death mm-hmm. immediately. Like we do see the long term effects of the grief and sort of the sadness that it comes with it. And it sort of played out really well between Jared's and Shaner's respective story beats. But this is sort of where it's like, there's a lot of time skipped ahead. Like by this point in time, uh, the Justice League have kind of won the battle. But like, that was something that was like, not really, you know, that was like skipped over completely. Like we did see them fighting and doing a good job at fighting, but there was still like, we were still on the fence as to whether or not they would win the battle or not. Mm -hmm. And like this issue is just like, yeah, we won, you know, that kind of thing. And now it's just Alana and Mr. Terrific going to finish the job. Yeah, I wonder if, if if they ever discuss the possibility, because I know in sometimes there's been some Marvel series where there's been sort of like uh sort of like these postscript series that they that issues that they end on to a to a series. Um but I think maybe they left it so that there's some room to to come back to it. Um but I could I could see what, what you were saying. Like I wonder if fans would have been interested to sort of um you know have this conclusion in 11 and 12 and then just sort of get an issue uh you know 12.1 13 where it's just like all right this is not all really exciting but this is all of the things that like we still sort of have to to fill you in on like would you have liked to sort of like a uh uh an issue like that yeah i think i would have like i would have liked to have seen terrific you know like terrific was the one who revealed strange's you know true uh like loyalties and sort of what where where like what what the the extent of adam's betrayal was of of earth Mm -hmm. and uh, i i kind of would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more of uh his reaction after the fact like definitely like we get some of that when alana you know talks to him later in the book but i would have rather have seen maybe some like regret on his part, you know, like, you know, as to like whether or not he had a part in Adam Strange's death and like ruining these two people's lives. Obviously it's not like where I believe that, but I would have liked to have seen him deal with that struggle a little bit more because it is brought up in this issue, but not immediately. And I kind of would have liked to have had a, you know, a nice thematic bridge to his sort of end point here. It doesn't, it's not like it's, you know, it's not like it uh, isn't justified where he ends up because they have done the legwork and setting up where he ends up. Mm-hmm. But I, I still would have rather, you know, I would have rather had the work put in to get it finished. And obviously it's like, you know, we talk about this all the time with with comics and stuff like that. If 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 Tom King comes to if Tom King and Mitch Jarrods and and Doc Shaner come to D.C. and they're like, hey, we want to do an Adam Strange series. I'm sure DC is like, all right, eight or 12 issues, you know, it's not like they get to choose how long each issue is going to be or anything like that. I'm sure it's like an editorial thing where they're like, like, here's what you get. You have to decide where you're going to put the legwork in yourselves. Even after we've like limited how much story you get to have. Um, But yeah. So thinking that through, let's just say that there's this, this editorial meeting and they're like eight or 12 
and they they go with 12 because you know more room for storytelling and which is and it also seems like this is the, the the model that Tom King has has fallen into that that works really well for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, if the the death of of Adam would have happened in ten, then you could have had the conclusion of you know the the storyline of getting the kid, and then twelve would have left you with all right. We got to clean up all of these sort of last you know story threads and stuff like that and they would have given it more time to do that so i mean obviously the the death in 11 leading into 12 the you know the the final issue is is a good way to sort of ramp up you know uh suspense and stuff like that but anybody that was into this series you know would have you know stayed around for for 11 and 12 if the death would have happened in 10 i would have had to have guessed yeah, exactly. And especially when everything has been so uh, slow and procedural up mm-hmm. until this point, this issue just sort of feels like it is sort of like, okay, we got to get this done. You know, it does feel like it's ramping ahead. Um, again, like, I think I've made a lot of Game of Thrones uh, comparisons while we've reviewed this series, but it, it this isn't as bad as Game of Thrones, but it does kind of feel like how it, season seven and eight did where they were like, no, we can't have characters taking a long time to get from place to place. So we're going to fold the space in between all of Westeros when it would take episodes for people to get from one place to another. It'll like, you know, take two minutes. You know, that's sort of what this last issue feels like. Again, not as bad, but that there is something there. Yeah, that's 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 very true. There is a lot of uh, inter interplanetary uh, space travel that's that's taken care of really quickly here. Um. So I guess maybe the as as 12 ends, I think two of the key developments is that Alana is going to go back and sort of try to right some of the wrongs on her home planet and that she um, has their daughter go back and sort of stay under the care of, of Mr. Terrific. Uh, what do you think about the those two aspects of the story? Um, I like that. And I think, again, the legwork was put in with, you know, terrific a lot of his motivation is the loss of his daughter mm-hmm. and maybe being able to protect the life of someone else's daughter is sort of a fulfillment of that arc for him where he gets to maybe fill a little piece of the void that's been in his life after he lost his wife and daughter and uh so i really like that and i really like alana um not really like you know taking responsibility uh for any actions she's done but sort of like a noble sacrifice on her part uh to um to fix the issues that her husband you know the problems that she he caused and it sort of puts the whole series in perspective that maybe the whole time she was really the hero that we needed all along you know uh and and it's sort of interesting too because also she's doing it to honor the hero that adam strange was and i think throughout this series one of the good things they did was really show how Adam Strange was broken down from superhero to villain. And now she's just trying to honor the part of him that was a superhero by her sacrifice and going back and trying to save Rand the, the, the tried and true way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked that part of it. Um, what, what, what did you think? Yeah, I think I was, you know, mostly um, thinking back, I was really struck by, you know, terrific, um, you know, having the daughter in in his care, like you said, it was, you know, he was missing 
something due to a, a traumatic experience in his past. And while obviously this can't completely replace this, this is, you know, him having the ability to, to take care of somebody. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, and I think maybe I thought that the, the kid was going to de- was going to die because we've been in so many, um, you know, panels with, with Tom King and he's like, you know, trauma is my thing. So I thought he was just going for the, <laughs> I thought he was just going for the, for the most trauma there. I didn't think we were going to get, a, you know, a, a partial happy ending. I thought we were going to get just a, a, you know, a really bad, terrible ending for, for almost everybody. So the fact that, you know, one person that we had some doubts to if they were going to survive, survived and is in a better, in a, I don't know, a better situation, but is in a good situation right now with, you know, somebody very caring, very capable, um, you know, extremely intelligent and, and, and caring, um, and to sort of get that child out of the, that worn torn place and on earth. Uh, I thought that that was really good. So I think that that part stuck with me more than the, the Alana going back to right the wrongs. Um, maybe because I feel like if they go back to this, that might be what they, um, they mine for, for more story because it's sort of like they're on the ship. She tells terrific you know, this is what she, she hopes for. He sort of re- reluctantly agrees to it. Um, and then she's just sort of like off panel out of the story. So I wonder if they ever went back to it, it would be sort of a lot of her sort of um, getting back there and trying to right these wrongs because the book in a way turned in early on, turned into more of a, a story about her than it did about uh, Adam Strange. So if they were to continue with his death, you know, it obviously, you know, we could get more of, of her act, her, her adventures. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's sort of what, you know, like, I, I think that there are stories in there that sort of create like mental uh, sequels, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, the, like the story ends and it can be final, but in your mind, you sort of know that the story goes on in a certain way. Yeah. So I like how you put it that way. Cause that sort of does like, that's sort of the best stories are the ones that like, get you excited about what happens and then you start creating the stories in your head about what happens next. Um, I really like that. Yes. That's a really good point. Um, I, I, and maybe I'm skipping ahead too much here, but I really like how they do sort of leave the, the two storylines up to interpretation, you know, with Shaner and Jared's right. Mm -hmm. That like, uh, I, I kind of have one interpretation, but I'm kind of interested to your interpretation now that we're done. What was the, you know, what was the purpose of the two, the two, uh, you know, alternate timeline things? Um, but what, what do you think? Like, well, how did you, how did you interpret that now with the whole story being finished? Um, part of me as somebody who likes to think about story, I think that it was a, a vehicle to sort of, you know, create that confusion as to what was real, what was what was imagined. Because even like we got that certain, we got that part where he was being tortured and mm-hmm. he was seeing things, and we were like, you know, is is this real? Is this is this imagined? So that it was a way for us to just sort of not tell us a a, a linear story like a detective story, um, almost like Rorschach was. I mean, I guess, no, I, I take that back because there was a lot of flashbacks of Rorschach, but they think of something more sort of um, 
formulaic, like uh, like a law and order SVU or, or any sort of those law and order yeah. stories where it's like evidence, evidence takes you in a direction, you look into it, there might be a twist and a turn, but you figured that out. And then there's, you know, uh, a trial and a conviction or, or, or somebody gets away. So like, I think it was a way to just not have it be so formulaic and, and straightforward and to create those seeds of doubt. Um, what do you think? I think it, it kind of goes back to what I was sort of talking about with like Alana, how she remembers Adam, I think is what Shaner's, uh, is what Shaner's art and story represents. Oh, I like and that. And I think, I think that like, and I think that that sort of is backed up by that one part where in, in, I think it's like issue 10, or I think when she's reading the letter and, and Shaner doesn't finish the panel, mm-hmm. you know, that like her image of him starts to break down, you know, and it's sort of like an, almost like an account in the book that she wrote for him, where she just sort of worships him for the longest time as a hero. And maybe again, what we see in Jared's storyline, which I think is sort of like the objective truth, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not flashy. It's not dressed up. It's just, you know, it's just plain and simple. And uh, I think that, that, that in the end, Shaner, sort of how he resolves it is sort of being like, I don't know, like it's sort of an interesting thing at the end when we, we come back full circle at the end of this book, it's the start of Jared's art at, in issue one, just from Shaner's art perspective. And on the book, on the back is uh, art by Jared's instead of at the beginning of the book where it's on the the book that Adam's signing, it's Shaner's artwork. And I think that maybe it's like, I don't know, like it's sort of maybe a uh, a commentary about like how she sort of maybe chooses the truth that she wants to follow in the end or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That she'll always sort of be confronted with this reality of the darkness and the grossness represented by Jared's artwork. But then she always has these like memories that are sort of a little more you know, uh, flashy and dressed up. And then sort of by the end of the book, the biography, the true story rather is the dark and gritty thing. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I think that's just, that's not, that's not a very good way of, I'm not very uh, eloquent with how I put it into it, but I, I think that Shaner's art is purely from Alana's perspective or how she interprets events. Even when it's not, even when she's not a part of it, she's just taking what Adam set at face value like you brought up the, the torture scene you know mm-hmm. never ever do you ever see him compromise during that moment and that's how she views him and uh yeah that's sort of i guess that's how i interpret it yeah i like that and i was just flipping through some of, some of the the final pages of this while you were talking that through because you know we even had the scene where um you know he's asking her to like uh, i believe like come to bed and she's like you know i have a couple of more you know, lines I have to add to, you know, the, the, the book that I'm writing. So like, I like that interpretation you have. And even it would be like, she would still have, or hopefully, or not hopefully is not the right word, but she might still have some, you know, romantic notions of what he did, even though it was terrible. I mean, he was put in a position where he had to make a choice and he did make the choice to protect his family. So she would still sort of have these sort of thinking back through it. It would be this really hard thing to process, but maybe she's like, she knows what 
what's you know this this the terrible actions that are are taking place but maybe a little bit she knows that like that was the man that i loved and while these terrible events take place i can see the position that he was put in so i, yeah. I like your interpretation of it's just sort of like the way um she knows what really unfolded but then she also sort of has this like romanticized view of it i don't know if romanticized is, is the right word but like it was like heroic you know the 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 shainer art was like clean and, and classic you know so that would be like if you wanted to think back about something and sort of maybe in your mind's eye um remember it differently like the way that they represented it with with the like clean classic superhero art and then sort of grim and gritty like real world stuff i i, I like your interpretation there I, I think you might be on to something yeah, this book seems a little easier to interpret than Rorschach is. I'm still, I still don't know how to <laughs> interpret Rorschach. <laughs> like, I think I'll have to read that one a couple more times to really figure out what that book's trying to say. But I think I, I, I really like how this book ends and sort of that that through line there, um, because uh, it is well thought out. Like, I don't feel like this book was just sort of like you know they weren't just being they weren't doing the two art styles to be gimmicky like there was a reason behind it and it, it, so like when i say that it's up for interpretation it doesn't feel like it's a cop-out like well it's your job to interpret it like i do think that they had intention behind it mm -hmm. and it did serve the story in the end which i really appreciate i, I agree yeah um maybe someday we'll we'll return to this world i have heard a little bit of the the tom king interview that he did on word balloon um, and it seems like they're open um, to returning to this world where okay. with, with the Mr. Miracle world, they're like, no, we, we did that. We're, we're done with that. So it seems like they enjoyed this project and in, in the process so much that they might return to it. So maybe, maybe in a few years, we'll, we'll hear about another uh, 12 issue uh, series uh, in, in this world. I dig that. Yeah. I would totally like a like a maybe a pure Mr. Terrific series would be really cool. Like a lone wolf and cub with Mr. Terrific and uh I can't remember her name, Aaliyah. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah, the daughter. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's uh let's switch gears. Let's go to the start of a 12 issue series. Uh and this is Human Target uh issue one. Um, as we said, this is another Tom King book, uh 12 issues. Greg Smallwood. Clayton Clouds. Um, I was familiar a little bit with the character of, of human, the, the, the human target. Um, I haven't read a lot, but I thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, this uh, first issue. What about, what about you? Yeah, same. I, I didn't know anything. I, I didn't, I thought I didn't know anything about human target, but as the issue went on, I must've like read about him in an encyclopedia or something mm -hmm. like that. So that's sort of when it kicked in. I was like, Oh yeah, that's what he does. So no, it was really good though. Like, I don't think you need to know about the character to appreciate it. It's kind of like how Strange Adventures or, or Mr. Miracle was, where it's like, you don't really need to know background of the new gods or Strange Adventures to understand these characters. Yeah, and I'm thinking that we'll keep this review a little um, light on spoilers since this book has only been out for a week where strange adventures has been out for for a couple of weeks i mean we certainly will talk about it but we might not go into all of the the, the story details on, on yeah one. yeah so they they do an interesting thing where um they tell us that you know 
Um, and I know I just said light spoilers, but uh, he's obviously he's he's up against a time frame. Uh, something's going to happen. He's working against. Um, and then they fill us in a little bit. Um, he he fills in for for Luther um, and in in disguise and takes a bullet for for Luther. Um, what did you think about uh, that sort of part of the, the book? The, I guess that would be kind of our middle part. Yeah, I like that part a lot. Um, again, really good way. We Again, we talk about this all the time. We beat it into everybody's heads, but I think it's so important in comics is to show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this book does a really good job of showing, not telling what his abilities are and what he does. You know, like, and but also like, uh, even in the words it shows and it doesn't tell. Like it doesn't just, he doesn't just say, I'm wearing, I'm dressed as Alex Luthor, me, the human target, you know, that kind of thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it does a really good job of uh, giving you a background as to what he's doing in the text and also in the visuals and also like sort of give you maybe a, um, like a visceral experience with how he's going about it by explaining like the bald cap mm-hmm. and what it, like the effect it's having on his skull and everything like that. So yeah, I like that a lot. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was like you, you sort of know what his skill set is, but and you're reading along and you're getting this sort of inner monologue, um, but it's not like very like dry. It's like, hey, Luther hired me to fill in and, and take this bullet for him. Um, so I, I did like that. Um, and then, you know, obviously we, we have a discussion with, with Luther, which I think they do some really interested things here with with Luther because we see him and obviously we know that like probably shouldn't trust him right he's he's like Luther but it seems like so far everything he's saying is um is correct so like just me personally I just I just have this seed of doubt like all right he's got to he's got to have a motive here he's he's Luther's got to be up to something so what, what do you think about the fact that like the person that we're, you know, that's helping us as the readers uh, be filled in to sort of the, the mystery is somebody who just at glance, you know, as comic book readers, DC fans, we know not to trust. What do, what do you think about that decision there? I, I really liked it. Again, it kind of, we talked about this with Strange Adventures and with Rorschach is playing with our expectations of characters. Mm-hmm. And we have the benefit of being familiar with what Tao Tom King writes, you know, as we've broken down, like, you know, 30 some issues of stuff that he's done. And maybe even more than that, probably 40. Cause we went through like Mr. Miracle and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I-, I think it is a cool way of, of playing with our expectations, especially with the reveal later in the book, which I won't spoil, but yeah. you know, it is a very good way of playing with our expectations. Yeah. So we, we did say that he's poisoned and we find out early on that, he's sort of got this, this timeline where he's got, um, he's got 12 days to sort of figure everything out. Um, which is interesting if you think about it in a 12 issue series, or do you, do you think they'll sort of, um, try to, I mean, I, I guess this doesn't issue one. It's not necessarily a, a day in the life of, of the human target, but they could almost do this in like, um, close to like each day for, for an issue or, or parts of, of a day for an issue. And then maybe if they want to conclude it at the end, um, they, they would speed it up. But 
the, the interesting is, is that it's 12 issues, 12 days that he, that he has to, to figure everything out. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's a, a very um, uh, crank, but less high on cocaine <laughs> um, way of doing things. That's right. I think that's, that's the Jason state of the movie crank, right? Where he's dying and he has to find out who killed him. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah and he's yeah. like uh, yeah i think he at one point like jumps himself with a with a set of jumper cables right yeah yeah, yeah. that's crank yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so you know we we said that we wouldn't uh do the reveal but you know we obviously have a, a, a lot of questions as as one ends which is is good um you know we we have this this timeline we have luther should we trust luther and then the reveal of uh when he finds out who this who is it that he goes to see is he going to see dr midnight i think so yeah dr midnight's over the phone yeah and then um on yeah he goes to see dr midnight and so who Uh, he tells him that uh poisoned him so we have a lot of things that in issue one we're not sure who we should trust we basically know that we we have this timeline um we have somebody who's telling us something that seems to be on track um but then it's you know it's somebody that we're conditioned to not trust and then we we get this really interesting reveal at the end um so in any good series you know you need a lot of hooks to to bring people in and and keep them interested so um I, I really enjoyed this. I, I think it's the excitement of a, of a one. It's always exciting to, to read yeah. an issue one and think of all the possibilities, but this one, this one was done really well. Um, and I, and I enjoyed it. The, the Greg Smallwood art is, is really good. Um, it's good to see that it's, um, a different artist, you know, Tom King is blessed to work with, with a lot of, uh, good artists, but, um, this was this was interesting because I don't think I've seen a lot of Greg Smallwood art outside of some of like the uh, the Moon Knight stuff. Uh, so to see him on a big DC book um, is is good. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's really. Do you, do you think it's really close to the to the Shainer art that we we saw in um, in Strange Adventures? Do you think that that's a sort of a, a good comparison? Sort of the classic, clean, heroic, you know, good looking people um doing heroic stuff i I think it's a good it's a healthy blend of 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 shaner and and jared's you know like it's sort of uh, when 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 tom king announced that he was doing a book with smallwood i was like yeah that makes sense because like when i've read from others like smallwood stuff like he does do like crazy panel layouts and things like that but he also will do just sort of like the mold like one camera angle stuff like he did that in Moon Knight mm-hmm. and in his like first book, Dream Thief, he did a lot of stuff like that, too. OK. And um, like but like like but he would have like but then he would like have these intermittent like really trippy like panel layouts and things like that. But the camera angles wouldn't be anything like, you know, as like the like Marvel method way of doing things. Right. You know, like yeah. if you look at this one, it also feels very like grounded on like a camera, like where a camera could be placed, you know, like if it was you're shooting this as like a maybe a more standard crime drama or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with like, you know, there's one spot where it's like there's a bang and uh, that's the panel, like the, the word bang, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you'll have something trippy like that. 
or you'll have the the countdown pages where it's like it starts counting down from 12 and that's like some trippy colors and stuff like that so i think it's a good marriage of the two styles of like the far out like you're talking about with shaner and then the like more grounded uh cinematic approach of of, of jared's uh did you what do you think Actually, while you were talking, I was I was flipping through the book, and I think you you made up a, a really great point. It's almost like, um, you know, he's obviously got his own style and is is very accomplished. But it's almost like if you were to take that Strange Adventures book and have the ability to sort of mash up some of those pages of the different artists, it would. I feel like it would look like this. So I, I think that's yeah. a really good point that you brought up. I hope they're able to keep him on the book. They don't have to get another artist to fill in because uh, I don't know if you know anything about it though, too. It's like, there's a plan to keep it just Greg Smallwood or if they are like, we have to do this monthly or something like that. Um, and like, cause I know Greg Smallwood works like really slow and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, it would be interesting uh, to, to see. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, I, if I've seen that. I was just, as you were saying that, I was like mentally in my head, I was like, if, if Smallwood couldn't do it, who would I want to fill in? And um, my first thought was uh, to, to go to Jorge Fornes to sort yeah. of do a, do a fill. And I think that that wouldn't... Um, that that would that would go really well um or obviously you know a, a jared's or, or a shaner but uh and and those are obviously the guys that he worked with um i it would be great i mean you could even i could i could see like a, a louis weeks you know coming in and just yeah. you know doing that clean again you know good looking people you know doing heroic things that would be that would be something that uh you know lee weeks could could do but I'm not breaking any, you know, I'm not breaking any, any news here. These are all people that, that Tom King's worked with, with before. So uh, I, maybe that's why I'm sort of defaulting to those. There's a double page splash in here that maybe would uh, welcome some, uh, a, uh, an artist known as Kevin McGuire. Oh onto yeah. The, onto the book too. Um, seeing as I think like out of everything, in this issue maybe you go back and you read some other human target books but i think you know i think if you look at the cover of the first issue and you look at all the hands on the main cover it's like oh this is like you have to read maybe you know uh some of if not 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 all of you know kevin mcguire's justice league international run yeah. you know maybe to get a good uh good idea of what's going on in this book too yeah Awesome. Well, I think we, we covered those, those pretty well. Let's do, let's just do a couple of quick predictions. Um, let's go back to strange adventures. Do you think uh, the creative team will ever uh, explore um, this world and continue the story at, at another date? I, I kind of, uh, I don't think so. I, I, I like, I, I I think getting from the the talk that we sat in on at Awesome Con, that I mean, it doesn't. I'm not like I like you know. I I don't doubt that like Tom King would be considering it and everything. It would be a real surprise though to me if they did. It just seems like they have so many other things they'd like to cover. Sure. In DC, I so I don't think so. But what, you do you think so? Um, I think 
All right, I'll, I'll couch this of, of everything they've they've done. This would be the one that has the the biggest possibility of coming back to. Um, you know, I don't I don't think they're going to go back to Rorschach. I don't think he's going to go back to Rorschach. I think no, if he goes back so. to anything Watchmen, it'll be in a different uh, aspect of that universe. And Mr. Miracle, I'm pretty sure I heard him say on that podcast that he's done with. Um, and I would have to assume Batcat, once he finishes that, I don't know if he'd be that excited to uh, be back in the Batman universe. But I, I could see, you know, some time goes down, you know, down the line. He's like, all right, let's let's go back and, and finish, a, finish the adventures of Alana and let's sort of catch in on how terrific and, and the daughter are doing, you know. They could, you know, he could take he could take the daughter on as sort of a, a protege. You would sort of have sort of that that Batman and Robin sort of ability to tell some of those stories. So I, I see, I think that they could. I don't think that they will anytime soon, though. Yeah, I agree. All right. So uh, predictions of uh, Human Target. Um, let's let's just should should we trust Luther? I am going to play the wild card and say, oh, man, <laughs> uh, was, I was going to play the wild card and say no, but I'm like, no, play the wild card and say yes. That's what I meant to say. But I'm going to say no. I think it, I, I think Tom King's playing with our expectations. Get out of my head, Tom King. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. It's sort of like, um, you know, it's like, Every time we think that like we should trust Loki, he ends up right. he ends up stabbing somebody and going ha ha ha. You know, you, you, like they they've set him up that like all right, is this the time that that we should trust him? But are we going to get that classic Loki Luther moment where he's like ha ha? I've been pulling strings the whole time and I, I got you exactly where I wanted you. Um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree that it's just like they're gonna make us doubt maybe for six, eight, ten issues that like, you know, wow, Luther's really come around and then you know it'll go back to classic sort of you know, villain uh is has been manipulating things. Um so yeah, I, I I'm I'm gonna go with you there that that we shouldn't trust them. Um all right, so does our character make it out at the end? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I, I'll say that too. I'll just answer no for all of the above. What about you? What do you think? Uh, all right. I'm going to just to make good conversation. I'm going to say that somehow he, he makes it out. Okay. Because they've already I sort of given us the 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 time frame and it's been sort of like the 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 inner monologue is that like i'm dead i'm dying like i i, I yeah. feel like they they've set us up again but you know it, it, it's great because we're, we're, we're gonna have 12 issues and, and we're gonna find out and we're probably gonna switch how we feel like two or three times throughout it so yeah probably this will this book will take us for a ride Cool. All right. Well, that that's that's good. Um, I again, I, I I'm really excited for um, Human Target. You know, uh, no shock to anybody who's listened. Uh, we continue to uh, think that the stuff that Tom King is doing is 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 really great. So, um, 
we'll be we'll probably be breaking these down as as it goes um again no shock there yeah cool so um that's going to do it for the reviews uh for anybody listening if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use we'd really appreciate it also please check the show notes there'll be a link to the kickstarter for future sci-fi tales that's on kickstarter now at the time of uh recording uh november of 2021 there's a story in that by noah and myself uh, that we we really enjoyed uh, putting together. It's called uh, Where For Are You? And it's uh, Shakespeare in Space with a sci-fi uh, twist to it. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter and that is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Uh, thanks again for listening. Please be safe, be nice and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.